0: Hi guys and welcome back to Allies of Convenience, the international competitive Warhammer 40,000 podcast. This is our last mini-sode of the holiday period. I hope you've had a wonderful Christmas and holidays, uh, enjoyed that time with your family and friends and of course got all of the Games Workshop related items that you put on your Christmas list from Santa to bolster your forces for the coming campaign in 2018. This is the last uh, mini-sode uh, that we're going to be dropping in the year. It's New Year's Eve right now as I record this, ready to go out and hit the town. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. In this episode, Robbo talks to Tim Dagnall, who had a different take on uh, Azin's Demons list, which he took to the Heat 2 of Games Workshop's Warhammer 40k GT qualifiers. That happened very recently in December. Uh, we're going to be bringing you some more coverage from that Heat as well uh, as we progress into January Uh, And, of course, we'll be reconvening for the longer format stuff. I know you guys have been crying out for the longer episodes. We will be back with Codex Reviews, catching up on that. I've been diving into the Blood Angels book. I know we've got some stuff to look at. Tyranids as well. Dark Angels, of course. Uh, And we're going to be trying to get together for some more long-form, sort of just roundtable discussions where we chat about our ideas and feelings uh, about where the state of the game is at the moment, what the meta's at, uh, the differences between, you know, international stuff uh, the the meta between say North America and the UK which is very important and trying to get more uh, coverage across Europe as well uh, and uh, maybe even Australia if we can and so lots of exciting things planned for next year will be lots of content for you I promise lots of regular stuff and of course gearing up for ETC as well which is coming around faster than you would expect So all of that to look forward to in 2018. But for now, uh, we're going to dive into this mini-sode. Don't forget, though, before that, you can catch up with us, share all your plans and ideas and all your feedback uh, at facebook.com forward slash AOC podcast or find us on Twitter at Allies Podcasts. But here we go, Matt Robertson speaking to Tim Dagnall about his lists uh, and his experience at Games Workshop's Heat 2 of the 40k GT held at Warhammer Worlds. Please do enjoy.
1: Hi, all, Matt here, joined this week for a little episode with Tim Dagnall. Hi, yeah. Hi, Tim. So, you've just got back from the Games Workshop Heat 2, right?
2: That's right, yeah.
1: So, for anyone who doesn't know, Games Workshop are now doing uh, three Grand Tournament heats again. Uh, the first one was won by Ultramarines with Razorbacks and Gilliman. Uh Then Heat 2 is just finished. It's a 2000.5 game event, is it?
2: Five games, yeah.
1: yeah. And Heat 2 was won by, surprise, surprise, Dark Reapers, which uh, we should cover elsewhere. But Tim, you came third, was it?
2: Yeah, I came third uh, with Demons, and second place was Demons as well.
1: Ah, oh, that's quite cool. So it's interesting to see Demons up there still, just before they get the new book. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so if anything, that's probably going to make
2: him a bit stronger. Do you reckon? Or you'd hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I can't. I can't see it.
1: Yeah, gotta wait and see what comes. So, uh, yeah. How did you find the overall event then, back at Warhammer
2: World? Well, the, only, the I mean the the venue, as anyone knows, that's been there is amazing. There's no two ways about it. Um, you know, you have plenty of room. You've got a bar. You know, they provide you lunch. Tickets are sixty quid, which is quite expensive for an event uh, when you used to paying like thirty or thirty-five, forty. But I mean, you get. You know, you are in a superb venue. Um, so from that point, it was really good. You know, the missions were very different to what what we're used to, um, being that we play Maelstrom. Eternal War and kill points. Whereas at that event, you, at that event, it's purely Eternal War.
1: Yeah, I think even events um, that run, ITC style missions as well. You've still got multi levels of the game you're playing. You're not just an yeah. end game, are you?
2: No, you're not. And you know, and as as a lot of people will know that that play in the competitive scene, it's it's a very different way of playing. Not not necessarily a bad way of playing but it's it's just very different to what, what you're used to if you're on the tournament scene in the UK.
1: Yeah, it reminds me quite a bit of, I think it was 5th Ed, or was it 6th, when everything was about end of the game and what happens at the end?
2: Yeah, 5th. Yeah. 5th Ed was like that, yeah. I know I'm really I mean, don't get me wrong, end game is really important. Um um, you know and it's unusual coming from 7th you were lucky to get to an end game because normally it was a Death Star and it either went one or two ways you got first and smashed them by turn two or it went the other way so um, you know and uh, I'm, I'm loving 8th uh, you know I must say um, I was very dubious when it started but I, you know I think 8th has been a great addition change
1: nah it is a good lot of fun we are seeing quite a nice variety of armies popping up, especially with the matter changing so quickly now.
2: Yeah, I mean, eh, not wanting to disrespect guard players, but if you saw someone turn up with guard at a competitive event, you knew that they were probably into the fluff more than competitive play in seventh. And likewise, if you saw someone with a land raider, you'd just laugh at them. Whereas now, you're actually seeing those units and foot marines, you know it's It's completely different, you know it is literally night and day the units you're seeing and armies you're seeing now, uh, armies that you just wouldn't have expected to see before
1: yeah, you quite. was there quite a lot of variety in armies you saw at the event as well then <laughs>
2: there was there was um you know there was there was very few armies that I looked across and went, oh, they're exactly the same. You know, everyone everyone had a a slight... Bit. I mean, maybe some of the Marines might have been similar, but um, other than that, everyone else's... It, it was all very different. I mean, because they allow Forge were... You obviously saw some of the big... those big Night Titans as well, which you never normally see. Yeah, I saw the um,
1: best painting. But, yeah,
2: there was a really good variety. Was it quite... Yeah, of... I can't remember what that... I can't remember what that thing's called. I think it's called, like, a pylon. I don't know. Yeah, was but, it... A lot of different
1: faces as well than you see in the standard tournament scene.
2: Yeah, I I, I think I recognised um, maybe half a dozen people. Um, it's, it's quite and the rest. That. It is it. Um, I don't know if some of them, some of the others, maybe more had gone to heat one. I'm I'm not sure, but I think there was, there was Max Barton, Christian, myself, Dave Calder and I can't remember his name, but I played him before the tail guy played on the video feed, uh, and John Laurie. They they were the only people I recognised.
1: So it's quite weird that you get a lot... Like, these heats are selling out, but yet, from the standard tournament scene that me and you and we know, and quite a lot of others, you probably only get in maybe 10% of the field at each one, if that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It'd be quite... Nice to see a lot of those players coming across to the independent scene and vice versa because I think shows there's a lot more of a market there for events.
2: Definitely, the there is a there is a market there to be tapped into for sure. Um, you know, and I, I'm I'm not too um. I mean, it goes one of, one of both ways. It could be the resurgence of obviously addition change. People are obviously picking it up. It's far easier to play than seventh ever, ever was. I mean, I don't think I checked my rulebook once at that event. Uh, and even when we just started playing at ETC, I don't think I checked my rulebook maybe more than a couple of times. It really isn't an issue. So I think that's got a lot to do with it. But, you know, the competitive scene, you know, maybe it's not hitting the right markets as in with people knowing about them. I'm, You know, I'm not too sure because I did, did mention like Cali, for example, uh, to a couple of people and they'd never heard of it.
1: Yeah, kind of. I suppose when you're a Games Workshop, you've got that foot, that seat you can just sit and just say, "Cool, we're doing this," and everybody's going to see it. Everybody's going to know about it. Whereas the independent, exactly. one, don't have that platform
2: to shout from. yeah, but one I one mean, one Blood and Glory was was similar. I mean, I didn't rec- Obviously, you had you had the top half, um, you know, the usual faces, but a lot, a lot of the rest of the people there I'd never seen before either. Yeah. You know, and Blood and Glory is obviously supported by, by GW. So I, obviously having them attached to whatever event you run, I do think has a, the kudos of people going, oh, I'll go to that event.
1: Yeah, it's more of a, the finding out about it easier rather than just, I suppose, with events where they're advertised on Facebook, unless you know of it or hear about it from a friend, you're never going to sit and search for an event name because you will not yeah. know about it. So,
2: yeah, it uh, Definitely um i you know i, I mean cali, cali well i mean that's sold out um obviously and it it pretty much always sells out but that's the people generally you 'll see the same people every every cali you go to um you know there might be a few few new faces, but that's got like a a fresh like not a fresh scene coming in so you know, there are people that know to look for it, or obviously already on the mailing list to get it. Um, I mean, any tournament, big tournament, I think, you know, will need to if they want to expand, we'll need to start maybe changing the way they advertise. Um, you know, everyone, everyone moans about Spiky Bits and, and other providers how much they spam you with clickbait, but everyone's um, heard of them, if though, you say they? everyone's heard of them. That's you know, and, and annoying as that is. People still will go on that site to find out the latest news or, or whatever. You know, what they do is annoying, but it, it works. Yeah.
1: So be more like, less like GW, more like Spiky Bits. Moral of the story. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. We'll move away from Spiky Bits and um, yeah. move on to your list a little bit. So Yep, cool. I've got a copy here, but do you want to run through what it was for everybody?
2: Uh, so I had a battalion detachment, uh, Lord of Change with with Boon of Change, Bolt of Change, Smite and Treasonous Inch, Herald of Slanesh on a Steed with Smite and uh, Cophonic Choir, uh, the Changeling with Smite and obviously Boon of Inch. then six units of Brimstones, each with a blue horror in each one, two Exalted Flamers, then I had the Supreme Detachment, uh, Command Detachment, which had uh, five malefic lords. Um, then I had a patrol with Samus, uh, Herald of Slaanesh on a steed with Symphony of Pain, three units of brimstones, one of which had a blue blue in. So it's, so it's a right. pretty basic list. Of
1: I was just going to say, it's probably sorry. worth noting these were pre-chapter approved points for the malefic lords, weren't they?
2: That's right, yeah. They though chapter approved came out, they, they put out there um that, that the points wouldn't change as people maybe already worked out lists.
1: Yeah. So the last
2: hurrah for the cheap smites. I mean, yeah, but I mean Sam I had to pay an extra fifty points for Samus. So it works both ways.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so while you mentioned Samus do you want to explain what he does for anybody who doesn't know <laughs> he,
2: he is garbage um, he, I, his stats look average but when you actually play with him he is garbage there, he has a 4 up armour save and a 5 up in run um, but the reason he was in there was as a, as a distraction along with Lord of Change Lord of Change really plays very little part in the army um, it's purely distraction because people want to shoot them uh, and kill them, so they're not shooting at brimstones. And that is that is purely what they're in there for. Lord of Change has a little bonus where he gives you plus one, uh, plus to your leadership, so your brimstones leadership 10 within 6 of him, along with a warlord trait on the changeling for plus one leadership, since on leadership 11. So that, that is, is quite a nice buff, but the army itself does not rely on, on that. And obviously a Thirty-inch smite is is quite handy as well.
1: Yeah, so they're your big distraction pieces, which I think we we do see a lot in games. People go, "Oh, something big. That must be good. I'll shoot it."
2: Yeah, you know, and um, I, I I was you know people were like, "Oh, I have to kill that," and, and the, you know they even drop in guys around it and trying to shoot him. And I mean, it, it's perfect. You know, it really, really isn't an issue. Same, same with the heralds. of Slanesh, uh, Very much a throwaway unit, um, but people forget they're deceptively fast. 14-inch move. You can advance and charge. So they're advancing D6. You know, you, you, people leave a gap. You get through, and you just charge that odd character that they've, they've not planned for. Um, and then, you know, they're okay in combat. They're not amazing, but it just gives you that threat. You know, with the lines of brimstones and the characters in the middle, it just gives you that threat range that, if people are careless, will will get punished for.
1: So was that your basic game plan then? You have know, all your brimstones as layers and layers of screens and bodies to get through, your characters sat behind, smiting and running out, doing what they need to when they can? No,
2: I I I I, I mean, obviously, at ETC, I, I, I was watching the... The guy that, that won the singles with the, well, was in the final with, in in uh, the ESC with Brimstones, and what he basically does is concentric lines and overlapping and locking through. So even if they kill ten Brimstones, you're never going to get to a character, but it always means that there's a gap for your characters to move out, and they're at the front. Uh, and Josh had, Josh Roberts had, had sort of said the same as well. So uh, since then, I've obviously played with Demon since. You, you get to get the feel of where you can place a character and unless someone's really, really smart and, and will bully on one side, you're pretty much safe for them to burst out or, or obviously smite from or summon summon forward with.
1: Did you have points left to summon in this list then?
2: Uh, 598, I think it was. Ah, oh, yeah, you've got it at the top it's of the number
1: a... you sent me, 592.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 592. I I personally think it's, I mean, ETC, we played with Demon Princes um, and, you know, they were okay, but things have moved on a bit. And I I think tailoring, for singles, this is, for for tailoring your army, playing with reserve points is is definitely the, the best way to play with demons, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, because I've seen that a lot in AOS, but then it's kind of a new thing in 40k, having to keep reinforcement points. Yeah. I,
2: yeah. I, I mean, and you obviously, you, you roll the dice, and people are like, oh, I'll deny that. And it's like, no, it's not. It's, it doesn't work like that anymore. It purely works on. I roll either a d6, 2d6, or 3d6, and uh, I don't declare what, what the unit is some summoning. I just roll a power level uh, and, and bring something on point and power level equivalent. So that, that takes a bit of time for your opponents to get used to.
1: What will you tend to summon then?
2: The, it, it, it's all match-up dependent. So demons, it, the first thing I summon is a Blue Scribe and a, hero, uh, sorry, a Fiend of Slanesh. Because both of them give you a minus 1 to units within 12. Right. And obviously if you fail a Psychic Test within 12 of the Blue Scribe he steals that power and automatically casts it back. So um, I think uh, at Blood and Glory I played Adam Ryland and I stole all of Magnus's powers. <laughs> um, and it's, and it's, it's just the way it goes. Sometimes he doesn't do anything, but even the Miles too, if they've got a brim, Brimstone screen it stops him doing Smite with the Brimstones. So it, it, is, it is it is good. And he, he casts one power randomly out of his inch powers, uh, and it can't be nullified. So if you get Bolt, um, you're always targeting a character and doing D3 wounds and they can't stop it. So if they you get within 18, you can pretty much kill their Changeling. Yeah. Um, so lot, lots of little things like that,
1: isn't it? So that was going the to What Were you expecting to see a lot of Eldar at the event
2: then? I was. And I was also expecting to see a lot of Garden Orcs. But there was, there, not that you know, there, there wasn't any there, but there wasn't in the numbers I thought there would be. I thought Orcs would be a really good list to take to that event, just for sheer number of bodies, and same with Guard.
1: Yeah, what were your reinforcement points, summoning plan for something like that when they had a lot of bodies then? Anything particular unit?
2: Flamers. Flamers. flamers, always Flamers. Yeah, they're, they're deceiving the amount of shots that they get. I mean, D D6 each, um, you know, you, you summon units of, you know, four or five, um, and, you know, they, they will rinse blob units quite quite happily
1: that's cool so like you say you've got uh, you've got bodies for your objectives you've got your smites which are going to deal with elite things you've got reinforcement points to kind of plan what your opponent's doing do what you want where you need it
2: yeah yeah so, um and obviously having having a box of various models you know helps
1: yeah, you, I guess
2: you have to. But take... most people, most people that played Eldar in seventh or or Demons in seventh will have a big box of demons that they they're not using at the moment. Yeah, so you have
1: one box for your army, one box for your summoning.
2: Yeah, yeah, basically. So it 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 it, it, it does work well in singles.
1: That's cool. So do you want to go through your games very briefly then?
2: Yeah, very briefly. So game one was against. Uh, Night Lords, Chaos, Space Marines. Um, he had gone down the heavy route, so he had a Kitan, Leviathan, and I can't remember the name of the Dreadnought, but it had the... Um, it's like the one out of the old Space Crusade box set with the domed head and the auto Uh-oh. Uh, I can't did remember it, the name of The
1: Dreadnought? Is it that one?
2: <laughs> Possibly. Um, Hard and... Yeah, yeah, but all Forge World ones, yeah. Um, and he'd gone with uh, unit Raptors and some just normal box standard Marines. Um, we obviously dice for um, objectives, which he, he won the roll off, which technically m- means he loses because he places the first objective.
1: Yeah.
2: He placed that in my base. Well, on he layered one side of the deployment. I then put all the others there, and he, it meant he had to come across the table. Um and yeah i mean the arm the army's very hard and it will kill elite units, but i mean he was he was doing very little to the brimstones uh, so i won won that one um then second game was against demons, the guy um uh, was very really slow actually but uh samus I moved him out front, he jumped Magnus over to kill Samus, which he did do, and then literally smited Magnus off the table. Um and then he had he had a lot of um f- uh, exalted flamers on chariots. So again they would jump over. They are minus one for your cast in within twelve, which was quite good, but they still got smited off the table. So it's kill points and I won that one. Third game was against Marines. It was a relic. Um, he 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 um they they weren't playing, you know, the plus one if you finish deploying first. Oh yeah. It was purely on how many units you had. So he he had marines. So he he basically um, even when he combat combat everyone, he still had less less drops than me. Uh, and he had the Raven Guard from Forge World Raptors, I think it is.
1: Yeah, the Raptors of the Raven Guard one.
2: Yeah. So I I thought he was going to uh, well he he had first turn, but I rolled to seize seized ran everyone up. Um, and I was around the objectives. Even when he could strike his stuff in, he still had to be away. He was shooting quite a lot. I got the relic with an exalted flamer, and then just hit him in units of brimstones that he could never get through. Um, so that 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 was that was an okay mission for me, to be honest. Um, and then the next one, which was the the live stream one, which was against a towel. Again, he he loaded up one of the Deployment zones with an objective when he placed first, I then put the others there. and He only had three three troop units, which he was quite cheap with, moved them forward. I, I'd summoned in a couple of units of flamers, jumped them over, killed pretty much all his troops, and it was game over from that point, because uh, he had nothing to contest the objectives with. Because they were playing, even index armies, if the army was uh, battle-forged, then your troops were objective-secured
1: that's weird, so they put part of the chapter approved in but ignored the rest of it
2: yeah and and the rule for the the rules for the characters you know so if your character's the nearest but there is well he isn't nearest but he's physically nearest as in nearest you don't visible. see the unit yeah the nearest visible they they were playing that that one as well so it, it was a bit it was a bit like oh here's some of the stuff and not the others um which was a bit weird because um, a lot of the people didn't even realize that that you know they'd got the book, seen the point, looked at the points and whatnot, but they hadn't actually read any of the rules that were in it. Yeah. Um, they're more interested in obviously how much their units had gone up or gone down or or whatever. So very few people actually realised what what some of the rules were in it because uh, they played boots on the ground as well. But I didn't see a, I saw one Storm Raven uh, at the event. So I, again, I don't think it really mattered. So um, and then. My last game again was against demons. Uh, it was well, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's basically emperor's wheel board draw.
1: The one objective each. Yeah, uh,
2: uh, it's and unfortunately we it's we played on the one where it's search and destroy. So that's the circle in the middle and a quarter each.
1: Yeah, so you can have it right in the back away from.
2: Yeah, but he he had less units, so he gave me first turn. I deployed right on the edge, but he deployed right at the back. Um,
1: so he's playing for the draw, kind
2: of. He's he, he's totally playing for the draw, or or getting the first blood, um, and then um, then winning it just on one point. So uh, he had two Helldrakes, Magnus, Changeling, thirty Brimstones, um, and he had i have never seen them before. They're a Forge World unit where it's basically like the Saikana division, but for renegades. Oh, yeah. So he, so he can sacrifice, well, d3 wounds, and he'll roll 3d6 for casting, um, which, you know, was pretty tasty, and he had some malefic lords as well. Um, and six exalted, seven exalted flamers. So he set up as a castle, so it meant I had to go forward. Again, summoned a few things in, um, baited him a little bit, he jumped out, and then I managed to get uh, some exalted flamers right at the end, jumped over the top, uh, literally on turn seven, otherwise it was a draw, and then uh, outnumbered his his um, HQ unit on the objective. Uh-huh. So there was a bit bit of luck in that one. Um, yeah, the gap, again, right at the end was it? Then? Yeah, and people forget the Flamers have got the fly keyword, so you just jump straight over. It, they are really really good. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a hard game. It was the hardest game of the weekend. That one uh, purely because the mission itself lends itself to Wanting to be a draw.
1: Yeah, so that's five nice wins with quite a, I suppose, a demon list that you, you're seeing the basis of a lot, but you're not seeing too much of the reinforcements at the moment.
2: No, and and it doesn't matter what what you take. The minute you take ninety brimstones, people immediately go, oh, boring. Yeah. You know where where uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, I took five military lords and I took loads. Totally. I'm not going to sit and defend my list and say, oh, it isn't smite heavy because it is. But the list itself isn't isn't like a Dark Reaper list where you can sit at the back and just blow people off the board and nine times out of ten, if you're playing against an average player, that works. It's Even though you've got all those smites and you've got those brimstones, there's still a lot to be considered with positioning of models, how you're going to get the objectives. It's so, there is a lot more intricacy to the demon army than just moving up and smiting stuff um, because if you're not careful uh you'll get punished. Good players will, will work out where to hit you. Um, the guy next to me was playing, and he'd left a gap, and someone had charged Chene in and killed a changeling because once the changeling goes that, not having that minus one on the on the brimstones makes a massive difference
1: yeah that's pretty big. Especially for armies like Guard and things where
2: that minus one... Yeah. It is. It is. And, you know, you know, if you were to say, you know, minus one, oh, it's not that big a deal. If your army... You know, I don't know what it is. can't put my finger on it. But for some reason, it is a massive deal. You know, and even with a reroll mechanism, so then you're removing the threes if you hit normally on threes... It You know, it does make a big difference.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of those where it's slightly psychological as well. Because you, you see your army not doing what you expect it to do, and it's like, oh, okay, I thought I could do more yeah. than
2: that. Yeah, no, and definitely, definitely. And and you'll get other people that will go, I'll oh, shoot that unit, and then I'll shoot that unit, and I'll shoot a bit on it, you know. So you end up, you do end up with a load of brimstone units maybe on five or six models, but that's it. There's still a massive screen there rather than punching through one or two to make a gap.
1: Yeah, I guess this is going to be a bit of a daft question considering the new book's out in probably about a month's time. But would you change your list from the heat at all? Or, uh... I know you'd have to change with the Malefics and the points, but the concept of it more than
2: that. Yeah, but... The... I'll tell, tell you what it is that I would try and change. is a way, I don't know, I haven't worked it out yet, but then you never table someone with that list. You'll never, ever table someone. You just don't have the punch. Okay. Um, so trying to find some way of getting some sort of smashy unit in there. Um, uh, um, yeah, that's probably what I would try and be looking at.
1: So you're going to just increase um, the base damage output a little bit. Just to yeah, swing yeah. it in
2: your favour a little bit more. Definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I've been looking at, obviously, uh, Chariots of Sinesh with Heralds on. I mean, they're pretty tasty. Um, but it's, you know... Demon Princes are good as well. But the problem with the Demon Prince is the minute they're out of the Brimstone screen, they they just die. Um, they You know, either they're, they're smited off the table or they're just shot to death. I mean... They're not, they're not amazing, Demon Princes.
1: Just they're an obvious threat as well, I guess.
2: But... Yeah, you know, people... You've know, yeah, you only got to have a couple of lucky last cannon kind of shots go through and, you know, Demon Princes removed. You know, you're either going with Zinch for a four-up Invan or you're going with Nurgle for the resilience on a five-up Invan. I mean, I've tried it with both and, and both eventually just get wasted. Or multiple damage weapons, you know, like Dark Reapers, just you know, princes don't last two minutes.
1: Yeah, I guess one um, big squad and then they're gone.
2: Yeah. 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 And I mean they're not even that reliable at killing Marines, because Marines still get a five up save against them. You know, they're, n- they're not they're not kicking out hell of a lot. But I mean there's been a point change for the warp bolters. Might make them slightly slightly better. Um but no, I, I, don't, I don't think that they're, they're the way forward anyway.
1: Do you think it's going to be something outside of the Demon Book then? Maybe mixing
2: in some Chaos or...? Yeah, I, yeah, probably. But, I mean, that's purely for singles. I mean, again, going back to team tournaments, you know, you, you're you taking away... There's so many good Chaos builds out there at the moment. You know, you, you, you'd be taken away from the Chaos build. Uh, you know, it's it's difficult.
1: Yeah, I guess you've always got that in the back of your mind. Yeah. Wanting to go to the ETC. You're thinking, right, demons, I've got to try and work around that.
2: But, yeah, and I, I mean, that's... I'll, I'll be honest with you, that's just the way my brain works anyway. I find it hard enough to remember the rules for the list, the army I'm playing, let alone adding another book into it.
1: Uh, so, stick with demons for now on. And
2: Yeah, see see what the new book brings. I mean, it would be nice to be able to use some stratagems other than re-rolling to hit or auto passing the morale. I mean there's you know, if there's something that lets you deep strike something or, or whatever, that would be quite handy.
1: Yeah, that that would be pretty. it's a surprise demons don't have something like that already.
2: Yeah. I mean the only the only unit you can do that with is the Nurglings, which you know, deploy after everyone within not within nine anywhere on the battlefield. Um you know, but they're the only unit that, that sort of get that.
1: Yeah, so I think the Demon book, like you say, it probably will mix things up quite a bit, and it'd be quite interesting to get you back on once the Demon books out and you've had a play with it. To
2: yeah, no, definitely.
1: See what you think of that and how your list and thinking's changed. Yeah. But, well, thanks very much for coming on, Tim, and thanks for no, sharing. No, but thanks for having me. You're hopeful it's given some insight into Heat 2, and hopefully we'll have a little bit of content on the winning list as well for everybody to listen to. But I'm sure we'll speak to you soon. Bye, Tim.
2: Take care, mate.
0: Bye. Thanks very much to Robo for that. And, of course, Tim for joining us as well. As I said, more Heat 2 coverage to come in 2018. And, of course, that Codex catch-up uh, and regular roundtable stuff. And all of us here at Allies of Convenience, I hope you have a very, very prosperous and happy new year in 2018. We'll see you back here real soon.